what's coming up on today's experience. Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but a joyful heart makes like medicine. Did you hear that? A joyful heart makes like medicine. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, in regards to the media, let's make sure everybody understands, media stands for making everyone dumber in America. Oh, okay. Also, life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because we are all trying to get one step closer to the Lord. Is that good? Yeah, that's good. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Experience local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400,000 milliseconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. Well, there you go. Good night. No, I'm kidding. Uh, We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. Here's a great question. Are we spirit-led and Bible-grounded, or are we fleshly-led and worldly-grounded? Ooh. Ooh, that's very tough. Hey, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, please don't let it die of loneliness. That's sad. Just reach out and give us a call, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. But when you call 972-445-0770, you need to be prepared because you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. Dynamite! Talking to Dynamite D. That's like talking to somebody who wants God to bless you. That is correct, Dave. Isn't that great? That's really good. And then additionally, by the way, you can text us. Did you know you can text us? Yeah. 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Get ready for our NPR voice. 214-210-8483. This is mechanical. Okay. That's that, a little different That's voice. a little different, right? Give him a little bit of a flavor. I could do the jazz one. All right, so there's a couple of different things you can do there. That's right, I'm losing it. (laughs) Both of us. Yeah, you know, they used to say uh, uh, it's a long walk off a short pier. Nope, for me, it's just a short putt. (laughs) 
Just so you can know. Uh, bottom line, though, you can text us as well. You can send an, uh, an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Now, it's not supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. It's just david at hemustincrease.org. Going to send you up to the website. Got some really cool news about things to tell you. I think you'll really appreciate that. Uh, but before that, we want to get you to the website. On the website are a couple of things to be aware of. Please be aware of. Uh, number one, there is new stuff on the website. I don't know how to say that any different. Watch. There is new stuff, new stuff on the website. Thank you. Plus, on the website is a place to give. If you can't give, great. Be praying for us. We think that's fantastic. If you can give, great. Please do so. We won't send you a muffin or anything else. We'll just give you a tax receipt at the end of the year and say thank you for helping us advance the ministry. You can give directly through a website. It's 100% secure, 100% safe. Or it also gives you information how to do a check or a credit card or whatever the case may be. Maybe you got a bunch of marbles and you're thinking, I'd like to give them to the, to the ministry. Okay, that's fine. All right, here's bottom line. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. You can't touch this. Touch this. <laughs> that got me dancing. I love that. It's my favorite one. Okay. I got a lot of things to tell you. Roger again is going to call in at some point because I didn't get to talk about the, the one of the history events from yesterday. So I'm telling Roger again as he's listening to me at the same time. Really, you can call in anytime we do the history at the one, what 2.30 mark, right? Is that usually when we do it, like in that ballpark? You can call in anytime, Roger. And then I'll, I will I will just put you on because I wanted to give an honorable mention. All right, a couple things to get you up on board because there's a couple of really interesting and cool things. Please Please don't forget to be praying for the audience. It's exceedingly important for you to understand that Christianity is not all about you. Yeah, I mean, you are in it, and you are a part of it, but it is not all about you. It is about Jesus, and it is about you and I loving Jesus, giving our heart, soul, strength, and mind to him, and loving one another the way that he commanded us to in John 13, 34, and 35. That's what it's about. And letting other people know there is something better than what the world has to offer at this time, or any time, to be honest. So be praying for one another. Don't forget about your April buddies. April buddies. April buddies. That's really important. Plus, uh, I have had contact with uh, Pastor Lash. He is the pastor of Murphy Church that I'll be speaking in in July. So we're going to try and get together for some coffee next week. Because uh, obviously I'm going out of town this week, so that won't work. But uh, he just seems like a great guy, so I'm really excited to meet him. You know how you're like, oh, this is going to be fun. That should be fun. Well, yeah, that's the word I'll to you. That should be really fun. It'll be great. And he's a, a senior pastor at Murphy Church in Wiley. And so if you're ever in that area, check out the church. Don't hesitate, man, because obviously yeah, it's, it's a good church. Rosalind goes there, so we have a lot of confidence in Rosalind. She's a wonderful gal, and she's, the Lord's been blessing her. And uh, we're hoping that the Lord uh, sinks everything together so that I can stop in her Fearing <laughs> with uh, the brochures. <laughs> good, good luck on that. And then uh, finally, I just got invited yesterday to speak again at uh, Stillwater Church. So that's going to take place in May. Wow, Dave. Look at you. I know. Dr. Dave. I know. Dr. Dave. Now Dave's going to speak as a doctor. So I'm going to use my famous joke when I get there for the, the Jewish joke for 
All the all of them. All right. So we got that going on. We got that going on. Everybody stay in touch. Keep in mind, I want to go into the text. This is too awesome to miss any time on this. So I want to get right to it. We are in the Psalms. For those that do not know, we're in Psalm 34. It's a Psalm of David. David was kind of, okay, he was at with Ambimelech, and uh, he was kind of acting fake madness. He was like drool was coming down from his beard, like on purpose. And he was like, you know, he's like acting like nutty. Okay, this is the situation after he got out of it that he that he wrote about. Here's what we have. And it's it all has to do with happiness and those that trust in God. And I'm telling you, this first line, we can just do this for 90 minutes. We don't even have to go anywhere. This is perfect. Ready? Verse one of Psalm 34. Okay, for all those that are having a hard time, catch this. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Okay. So here we're going to go to the basics. I will bless the Lord at all times. But Dave, you can't say bless the Lord and praise the Lord at all times. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I see the problem. Because all things work out together for good, we can, by faith, always praise the Lord. But Dave, you can't praise the Lord all the time. Oh, I'm sorry. Now I see the problem. Well, when we say such things, it's pretty simple. You're not a Bible believer. (laughs) It's like, what? What do you mean? Well, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. See that word all in there, that A-L-L, I will bless the Lord always or all times? Guess what that means? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a shot here. It means bless the Lord at all times. Watch this rocket science. Watch Dr. Dave going to be dropping in the real big theological things right here. Ready? Say thank you all the time. I was talking to my brother, whom I adore. He led me to Christ, so I love him. Outside of that one fantastic thing, it's been an interesting 43 years. So uh, he, he, we're talking, and he goes, you know, he goes, something you've been telling me for 25 years. I'm like, well, what's that? He goes, that that whole First Thessalonians 5.18 thing where give thanks in all things for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. He said, I'm starting to think that's real. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Better late than never. Yeah, right? Really? You think that's real? Give thanks in all things, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you? Oh, no, but you can't mean all things. See, that's so funny, because Paul writes all, David writes all. They're all writing all. <laughs> it's like maybe, maybe it's all. Here's what I'm trying to get at. Praise the Lord. Give him thanks. You know he's going to work it out. You know he's going to get you through it. You know it's going to be good. You know he's going to deliver you. You know he's going to get through through the rough waters. You know the fires are going to go upon you, but they're not going to burn you to a crisp. I mean, what happened to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They went into the fire, not being compromised, standing firm in God. The fire had no power over them. It's about time we stop giving power to these other things in our lives that affect us. And giving them such strength and weight and we almost worship them because they're so powerful and mean and they can beat us up. They're nothing. They're nothing. Praise the Lord in all of it. I will bless the Lord at all times. You know, when he wrote this, he had just faked being a nut job right in front of a king. 
can you you would have to say, well, you know, you can get into the whole theological, what's the ethics on that, and so on and so forth. Eh, you know what he did? He uh, survived in the moment. God was with him. He acted like a goofy guy. He had drool coming down his, his beard. And then the, the king said to him, get, get this guy away from me. I don't want this guy in my presence. And then what did David do? He thanked the Lord. <laughs> like, see... If you have to thank the Lord because you have to feign you're not all there, you know, one brick short kind of thing, and uh, drool on yourself, and then that's thanking the Lord because the Lord got you out of that, there you go. So what I'm trying to communicate, I'm not even going past this. I'm just standing in this because when he says the next line, we don't even talk about that because everybody gets stuck on the first line, which they should. But the next line is, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I don't know. How often is that? Shall always be in my mouth. It's always going to be in my mouth. What is it? What's always in your mouth? Praise. The opposite of giving thanks is complaining. When Israel complained, God consumed them from the ends and killed many of them. And here's the one thing that I'll say in the well, exit. This is in Malachi. You know, Malachi's such. I, we are, we're gonna teach it because I, I just have to. It's just. A, but the Lord has says, "You have wearied me with your words. You want to weary God? Keep whining. <laughs> so keep whining. That's gonna get okay. Let's 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 do this. Let's say thank you. Won't God work it out for you? Won't God bring you through it? Won't God deliver you? When it's all said and done, the worst possible case scenario, you're in the presence of God for a gazillion, bazillion, trazillion years, and you're praising and thanking and glorifying God, and that's the worst of it, depending on what happens to you. Really? Maybe we should be more thankful. I don't know. I'm going to stand with that. All right. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. The David Spoon Experience. So in this position, I have the opportunity to interview people and have so for the last five years from all across the range of Christianity, uh, from, from authors and from actors and musicians. 
We are about to have an opportunity we've never had on this show. We actually have Lee Strobel on the phone with us. It was 19 years ago, I believe, this September 1st, where his book came out, The Case for Christ. If you're Jewish like I am and then became a Christian, that was when you went, oy vey. This book was a life changer for many, and now it's a movie. Lee, are you there on the phone with us? I am, David. How you doing, my friend? I am doing fantastic. Thrilled to have you on the show. It's Thank my you. privilege. I'm just, I just got to start. I know they give you a list of questions just so you can know, Lee. I never use them. So, uh, Good for you. <laughs> it's like, come on. I want to tell you, we're brothers yeah, here absolutely. in the Lord. Talk to me. First of all, you wrote this book, The Case for Christ. Let's first talk about the writing of the book, and then we'll talk about that connection to the movie. Why did you write this book? Well, I didn't start out to to do that. I mean, um, I was an atheist. My wife became a Christian. So in order to try to rescue her from this Christian cult, I uh, decided to use my journalism training and legal training and uh, disprove Christianity to um, show that the resurrection never really happened. Uh, of course, I ended up coming to the opposite conclusion and ended up coming to faith. But I, I, I did this investigation for my own edification, for my own education, not because I wanted to write a book. And then it was actually later my wife said to me, hey, you ought to write a book about that. I said, really? And she said, sure. So uh, that's how the book came about. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's Man. 770, the truth station here in Texas, where it just dawned on me, since we do have an event speaking in May, that'll be May 21st, and then we have one in July, that'll be July 2nd. I'm going to have to put up a speaking page. It's coming, eh? Uh, boy. You ready? I, I'm, re- I'm super excited, because Pastor Kurt's great. I mean, I love, somebody asked me about Pastor Kurt, I'm like, you cannot, this, this is one of the best pastors around. Can't go wrong. I'm happy. And then Pastor Les just seems like, oh, just like my kind of guy. I'm already like, oh, I can't wait to, to have this uh, fellowship with this brother. It's just, I love stuff like this. <laughs> this is the best stuff in the world. All right, uh, trivia. Okay, here you go. Get ready. Okay, so if Roger, again, if you decide to call in, you call in. If not, then I will, I will do my best to remember what we had talked about. Okay, ready, 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 ready. Who is considered the 13th apostle? Because he replaced Judas Iscariot. Here is your great hint. It's in the opening act. No, oh, that's such a good hint. It's in the opening act. I mean, come on. That is that's almost like legendary right there. Who was considered the 13th apostle to replace Judas Iscariot it's in the opening act. That's your hint. That's a really, really, really good hint. We do have somebody ready to uh, respond to that. Let's go ahead and send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Bill Rogers. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm great. I'm highly blessed and highly favored. I hope you're more so. I, I am doing fantastic, and I really appreciate you saying that to me. So I gotta, I gotta find out. You gonna, are you gonna answer the triv? Are you ready to answer the triv question? I am. Okay, here we go. Here we go. And the hint was actually pretty good. 
Who is considered the 13th apostle to replace Judas Iscariot? Well, I think it was Paul, but uh, I missed the hint. Okay, it's in the opening act. So the opening act, so it would be in Acts chapter 1. Remember when they got together and they had to replace him early on in Acts chapter 1. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. Okay. All right, let me help you out. Let me help you out. When you uh, when you're wrestling, you put somebody down on the. What is that? Matt. Yes. So now that's the first part of it. So Matthias. 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 Yeah, it is. There it is. You're there. You're there. We get you there. We get you. It's Matthias. Matthias is like he's the guy that replaced him. So it was between him and another guy, and he got chosen. And you don't hear much about him. But, and and some people are like, well, that means he wasn't chose correctly. No, it doesn't. It just means there's one more witness to stand with the apostles of the of the of the declaration of the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, great job, there, bro. Thank you, sir. You are uh, you are a gentleman and a scholar and one of the few that are left. So, what did you want to talk about? The thing I remind you of. I want you to bring it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're so good. <laughs> Do you know what it is? Oh yeah. All right. Well, go ahead and tell everybody. I want because I didn't do it. Yes, it was my fault. Okay. Yesterday it was uh, I think National Submarine Day, and that's because in 1900 on that day, uh, the U.S. bought its first submarine from John Holland. Is that am- that's amazing that you have that information? I just want to say that's amazing that you have that information. I just I got to tell you that. And you want to hear it's something? Real- Go ahead. Anything because what I did for a career. Here's something that is amazing. This you'll find this uh, really weird. My grandfather helped with some of the gear systems for the naval boats. Isn't that just like the he was an engineer? And so he yep. helped with some of those gear systems back in the day, in the 19, early 19, like after the submarine, then they did the battleships. He did like the gear system for Battleship Hope. So okay. that's wild. <laughs> I love it. I'm glad you did it. I'm sorry I didn't bring it up yesterday. I ran out of time, so I'm glad you brought it to the forefront. That's okay. I just didn't have a chance to call there. Yeah, that's all right. I appreciate it, bro. You have a blessed day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. That's how we roll. Right? We'll do our DNA in the next one. I got to finish this. You cannot miss this next segment. If you do, I'll cry. Don't don't make me cry. Please? Please? Here's the next portion. Okay? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together which is a very nice way of saying let's praise together. Wow. Verse 4 of Psalm 34, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. What? I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. What is that big body of water you're trying to cross right now? What is that fire you keep walking through? What is that challenge? to your faith that tries to move you off the path? What is that that you're going through that makes you tremble a little bit before you take the next step? 
He delivered me from all my fears. So then again, just like we did before. But Dave, you can't say from all our fears. Oh, okay. Uh, I see the problem now. Because all things work together for good, we can by faith always believe that God will deliver us. Always. But Dave, you can't say from all our fears. Okay, now I see the problem. When we say such things, you're not being Bible believers. It's the same thing I said before. Why do I say this? Because it says he delivered me from all my fears. How many is all? Hey, didn't we just ask this question? How many are all? All is all. You got something that's going on. When it's on the surface, it's like it's pretty easy. You can kind of like confront it and challenge it. But some of the deeper things that nobody knows that you go through, God knows. And some of those things that you sit there and you wonder about without saying it to anybody, God hears that thought that's in you. God sees it, hears it, knows it, registers it. And then he wants to remind you, hey, you know what? You're not the only person that's afraid. You're not the only person that's challenged. You're not the only person that has struggles. But I will deliver you from every single one. What? (laughs) It's like, you're going to deliver me from everything? Yes. That's his commitment to his people. No wonder we should bless the Lord at all times. No wonder we should give praise. No wonder we should continually be with have a mouth of thanksgiving instead of complaining. Because even when you don't see the other side, even when you're in the wilderness and you haven't yet seen the, the promised land, you have to remember it started off in Egypt, the place of bondage. It went through a wilderness. Then it got to the promised land. You can be in Egypt and you can be in the wilderness, but you're getting to the promised land. Period. Because God never fails anyone. Ever. We fail, but he does not fail. We make errors, but he does not make errors. So I want to just make sure we're all on the same page. You know, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Our responsibility was what? What are we supposed to do? Seek the Lord. What are we supposed to do? Seek the Lord. Make him priority. And he will make your fears, your frustrations, your concerns, your overwhelmers, your problems that that, that give you less sleep, he will make all of those in their proper place before him, which is submissive to him. Because he is the king of the universe. Don't you love God? He's so cool. God's like, okay, that's what I, I need a dose of no more fear. I'll take that dose, please. Thank you, Lord. I search for you and seek you now. Please give me that. Amen, 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 amen. Amen and amen. Not oh me, amen. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, Truth Station here in Texas. Going to take a short break, then come back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? I got this this morning, and uh, and it came from Alice Coleman. And I just want to say, she said it's a praise report to share. So I am assuming it's okay to share since it's a praise report to share. I kind of go with it. And I want to read it, if that's okay. And I just want you to hear how brothers and sisters petition. I mean, petition the Lord. And there's times where God says, yes. Listen to this. 
And she even writes it. Uh, beautifully, beautiful job by Alice, by the way. This uh, may seem like a minor issue, but it could have gotten much worse quickly. I'm, fo I'm fostering Mama Cat and her four kittens until they're ready to go to their forever homes. On Tuesday, I got a bit too close to the Mama Cat, and she swatted my hand. I had a few scratches, so I cleaned them up and applied antibiotics. In just a few hours, I had a swollen hand, red with infection, and it spread beyond my wrist. My doctor had same-day appointments if needed. However, I didn't have my car since it was being repaired. The only thing left was for me to pray for healing for my hand. Isn't that amazing that sometimes get, you're in the position and the, the, the only thing left to do is call upon God? She writes, as I watched the infection spread over my hand, my hand began to throb. I knew I needed help. I asked God for healing over and over again. On Wednesday, it looked really bad, and I kept asking God for healing. Let me just commend Alice for push, pushing until something happens. About mid-morning on Wednesday, my hand quit throbbing. Then I noticed that the infection was no longer spreading. Later Wednesday, the infection seemed to be getting smaller. By Wednesday evening, it was definitely clearing up. By bedtime, the infection was gone away. Thursday morning, the infection was completely gone. I praise God for healing the infection. It was only by his intervention that my hand was healed. It's amazing that our great and holy father can care so much that he is willing to heal a hand infection of one of his children. I think that's a fantastic testimony. So mega props, mega props to Alice for doing that. Great job. And I hope that was okay that I shared it. And see, the point is you can pray. You can approach the Lord. And the Lord, you know what? He might say no. I like what Troy said. Sometimes God will say no. It's like that's the end of it. You're done. But sometimes he allows you to keep petitioning. And the reason he does is because the more you pursue him, the closer connected to him you become. And more of your genuine, real faith has to emerge. See, if you just asked and God did it every time you just asked one time, it would be like God would be like a genie. Well, God's not a genie. He's your heavenly father, needs to be pursued, wants to have a wonderful relationship with you. And so the more you pursue, the more he gets to spend time with you, which is what he wants in the first place, what he wanted with Adam and Eve. The David Spoon Experience.